Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. This is a show about pushing through obstacles and hard times in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. I'm your host, Ted Fayton, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's grow. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. And as always, a big shout out to our executive producer, Andre Suttles of Suttles Solution Media, helping this podcast be possible. Today, I'm excited to introduce our guest. I'm sitting here with uh, Camper Parker, another not native of Greenville, South Carolina, but resident of Greenville, South Carolina. Camber, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Ted. I'm excited. Absolutely. I am as well. And of course, I always love giving our, our viewers a chance to, to meet the guest and give our guests an opportunity to introduce themselves. So why not you do just that and uh, let the guests know or let the viewers know and the listeners exactly uh, who you are and what it is you do. Absolutely. Thank you. So my name is Camber Parker. I am currently living in Greenville, South Carolina, but born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Came down to Greenville to attend Furman University and have stayed around ever since after a brief stint living in Chattanooga for a year. But I'm currently the development director for a local nonprofit, the Greenville Area Parkinson Society, full-time. And then my side hustle um, is the YoProno LLC, which is a company that I founded several years ago, um, and we help young professionals maximize their career. Nice. And the first question I'm actually going to ask actually is relative to Yo Pro No and really kind of everything about you that I, I kind of found as I was researching you a little bit on your LinkedIn or whatnot is so how did you get to where you are now? Yeah. So right after I graduated Furman University, I moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee, where I worked for a Fortune 250 insurance company. Um, keep in mind, I studied communication studies and political science in college. So naturally, insurance was the right step. Um, I, I tell that joke all the time and it never gets that many laughs. So you can laugh at me, Ted. Um, so I, I went to Chattanooga, spent a year there. And, you know, to put it bluntly, it was a really hard year for me. I was pretty miserable. Um, I went into it with a lot of false expectations. I think a lot of college students go into their first careers with. And in reality, it was a, a great, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. But in that year, I definitely didn't believe that. Um, and so I actually had kept in touch with in, um, my former boss for an internship that I had at Furman. So I was able to come back to Greenville and start working for the local nonprofit that I now work for. But in that whole time period, I started working on the Oprono. It was really born because I was so prideful in that first year of my first career where I wasn't telling anyone what was happening to me and how I... I felt like I was, you know, quitting and I didn't want to tell people what I was going through. And so naturally I turned to the internet and really couldn't find what I was looking for. And so that's how the Yoprono was created. Yeah. I love that because I think there's a lot of college graduates that fall into the career of their dreams. And uh, I never going to forget when I heard someone say, you know, it took me getting what I wanted to realize I didn't want what I got. And um, so many people fall into that. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think we fall into um, maybe it'd be a career, a job, a, a situation that I guess it looks like all the glitter is gold, but it takes us getting it to realize that it's not? Yeah, I think it's twofold. I think one, colleges, if you go to college, I think they do us a little bit of a disservice by only really showcasing a few key paths that you can take. 
when in reality, there are so many paths that you can take. One of my favorite stories about um, that I've you know interviewed with the Yoprono, and I'll, I'll talk more about that in a little bit, but I interview young professionals across the world. Um, and one of my favorites was somebody who started off working for the Obama campaign in 08. So she was there for four years. After four years, she was you know, burn out because it was, it was a lot in those four years. So she ended up going and working for Airbnb next. She was in the, um, the legal department, but she went into Airbnb. Then she came back across the country working in politics again for a local governor and then back out West where she started her own communications company. Completely, you know, crazy path, but no one tells you about that in college. So there's so many opportunities out there. And so I think that's just not showcased. The other thing I would say to that question is I think social media also does us a disservice. I think people see the glitz and glamour of, you know, working in these big corporate jobs and they think that's the only option for them when, again, that is not the reality and it's just not highlighted. And that's something that I think we have the power to do. Nice. And I would agree so much that when you come, when it comes to the opportunities out there, it's it's ironic that social media does us a disservice in that, or it's ironic that schooling does us a disservice in that because those are supposed to be the places where we discover the possibilities. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be the spot that hey, you could try this, you could try that, and the fact that you you said before you went online and you couldn't find what you were looking for, uh, it just goes to I guess how we're marketed along the way. What would you say to somebody who might not be a young professional? I know what the Yo Pro know and, and a lot of people you interview are young professionals, but what if there's a listener right now, she's 45 and she's been in her career for over a decade, coming on two decades, and she's like, I, I, I'm ready to do something else. You know? Or maybe there is a young professional who is you know, 26 and they're like, this is just not for me. How, how would you advise someone go about that transition from like where they are to wanting to go into something else, much like you did when you wanted to leave Chattanooga? Mm-hmm. Well, the first, first way I would answer that is somebody that I work really closely with. I work with um, uh, another entrepreneur who has been coaching me for the last year or two from Furman. Um, he told me once when I was really kind of honing in on my mission and my message and who my audience was, he said, he's like, all right, who do you see in Nike commercials? And I said, professional athletes. And he said, and who do you see in Gatorade commercials? And I said, professional athletes. He's like, well, do you drink Gatorade? And I was like, yes. Do you wear Nike? Yes. So even though my audience is young professionals, which is, you know, according to the data, it's 21 to 39 years old. So even that 45-year-old, 46-year-old you mentioned, um, they can still take away a lot from the resources that we provide at Yoprono. Same thing goes for people who are under 21. Um, so it's just, that's my core audience, but it doesn't mean the others can't, you know, can't take advantage of that. Um, and then the second part of your question, you know, what would I tell those people about making that transition is something I would tell the people that I, you know, consult with and, you know, help in their individual career search now who are typically in their first few years out of college. I tell them, Take a like. I think taking a year is really critical. If you're miserable and you want to leave a job within the first few you know first few months, I say you're you're also doing yourself a disservice um, because you really need to to see what the options are because there could be another opportunity that you're just not giving enough time to to flourish and see if that's if that's even possible. But I think taking a year and then really looking at 
all of the paths that are available to you. Going back to that example from a few minutes ago, the person who started off in, you know, campaigning for Barack Obama, she knew that that was definitely something she was, you know, interested in. But after four years, she was like, I can't stay in this forever and ended up starting her own company. So she went from politics to being an entrepreneur. And I don't think even that 45 year old, um, you know, might not even know all the opportunities that are available to her. And so really doing the research, but looking for the resources and people that can help you along the way. Yeah. I think that's, that's so true because um, taking that year allows people to, to kind of silence the noise around them and, and find themselves in terms of what they want to do. And also just having a plan, having a plan, doing the research, looking for the opportunities that are out there and also asking questions. One thing I picked up from your story when you left Chattanooga to come back to Greenville is you had connections. You, you had the professor at firm and you had the, the internship and people that you were able to contact in order to make that move. Uh, how was that helpful in your transition, kind of talking about you now and your experience coming back to Greenville? And, and how long did it take you to kind of get, I guess, get on your feet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I think most people out of the hundreds of people that I've interviewed who are young professionals, I think 90% of them would say connections are everything. And I wholeheartedly believe in that. And so pertaining to my own story, probably around February. So keep in mind, I started my first job in May. So right after I graduated college, um, started in May, reached out to my former boss, now current boss. Um, I reached out to her just saying, I don't know what to do. I really, I'm looking to you for some advice. And I actually haven't, I haven't told anyone this in so long. Cause it's, I, it, I always brought it up when I first started working for the nonprofit, but I reached out to her for advice. And she said, Camber, I was literally about to post a job opening tomorrow because it was a team. She was a team of one. She had grown so much in the year that I was gone that she was able to hire a second full-time employee. And it was just one of those really fortuitous moments where we still talk about it. Um, I just haven't thought about it in a while. And just right there, having that connection got me a job. Like I wasn't even, I wasn't even looking for a job. It just so happened that she said that. And I said, I mean, of course I need to think about this again. I spent a year in that first job, but knowing that there was an opportunity out there um, that I could take a few months to think about, I had the flexibility. I, I recognized that I was really lucky in that situation, but it all came down to who I knew. Um, so fast forward, coming back to Greenville in May of 2018, I quickly acclimated. I got really involved in the Greenville Chamber, um, Young Professionals Group. That has you know, just really turned around my life in Greenville. I was quickly able to find a community. I got involved in some volunteer opportunities, even outside of my nonprofit. Um, and so for me, I felt like it was, it was a quick transition, particularly because I went to Furman. Um, you know, having that Furman alumni connection in town really does help. Um, and I felt just like I was myself again in no time. Because in that first year in Chattanooga, although I love the city, nothing, I have no, no bad things to say about it. I really wasn't myself. Um, and people who knew me then that had just met me and know me now, they would say I, I'm a different person. Yeah. And I think uh, our surroundings and, and the job we do really impacts us. I mean, it's what we do most of our lives, a third of our lives sleeping, the other third usually at work. So it's important to make sure that it's something you want to do. And it's amazing to have that kind of 
synergy in life of you reach out for advice and end up having a, a job offer, which is, I, I love that you mentioned, you're like, hey, I realize the flexibility there is not there for everyone. How would you, I guess, combat the thought and the idea of moving backwards? Because sometimes, especially as young professionals, some like myself, for example, using myself as an example, moving over to the anchor desk, uh, I went from something I was very competent in. I studied weather and meteorology in school, got my degree in that, and I had years of experience as a meteorologist, and I jump into an anchor desk where I'm a complete novice, and you lose your confidence in that. And I could, I could imagine that a lot of folks, they don't make that jump, or maybe they hold back because they're afraid of starting over or, or you know, going from scratch. How can you kind of get over that hump or that fear? Mm-hmm. So this was something that I, I struggled with for months. I mean, I was coming from a 10,000-person employee company to you know, with crazy benefits, really, um, you know, had a, had a great salary at the time for a 22 year old and coming to a nonprofit where I would be the second employee in, you know, little Greenville, South Carolina and no benefits. I mean, it was completely opposite, but what made me take that jump was really just having this kind of sense of, of faith. I mean, it really was a leap of faith. I, um, and I'm not even a super spiritual person, but I felt like I didn't have anywhere else to go. Um, and it was the best decision I ever made. And so again, I recognize that that's not going to be the case for everyone. You know, I'm not telling people that if you take a leap of faith, your life is going to be amazing. But I have never looked back in the two and a half years that I've been with the Parkinson Society. And I, it's given me so much energy. I, um, I feel again, like I said, a different person. Um, than I was that one year. And I hate that that year took away part of me. Um, but I've definitely come back. I've come back stronger. Um, and it's allowed me the flexibility to really work on developing my company too. The Yoprono has expanded in the last two and a half years. Um, it's really, it gives me so much energy. I, again, I think I mentioned this the last time we spoke, it's a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights, a lot of weekends, but I am so dedicated and passionate about it. And I feel that just that one year, all it took, it was all it took for me to know that this is my passion in life and helping other young professionals in their careers. Yeah. And that's, and that's what's amazing when you say give yourself that year. A lot of times we, we, we know when we're doing something that's true to our being. We know when we're doing something that, that we really resonate with and, and lean into. So it, it's great to be able to pick up on that. And I love the fact that you said leap of faith and never looking back because a lot of us will have those dark times. And, you know, what we would say in this podcast with no rain, no rainbows is, you know, that year for you was necessary for the growth that you had now, because, you know, it's the water that helps the flowers grow, right? The rainbows come after the storm. Um, So that's what I always like to encourage the listeners or the watchers who are going through some of their adversity, going through some of their hard times, maybe that transition themselves to uh, understand that there's going to be purpose to this time. And it's usually not going to connect until it's hindsight. Um, I do want to jump into talking about Yo Pro No now, because I imagine that must have been a journey of its own, um, kind of getting that started and putting it all together. But of course, it all starts with an idea. Where did the idea first come from? And and how did you go about turning it from something that was in your head to an actual LLC and and the bunch of videos that you provide for young professionals now? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll try to keep this as concise as possible because I'm sure you can imagine it's been a journey. 
Um, but it really actually started. So when I was um, an intern for the Parkinson Society in college, I actually had a second internship with Community Journals. So Community Journals is home to Upstate Business Journal, the Greenville Journal, Town Magazine at home, um, located here in Greenville. And I had this idea one summer that, and that was really the summer that I started to find my love for networking and connecting with people. So it all works, you know, kind of overlaps. Um, and I had this idea of really just starting a, a social, like an Instagram account for young professionals, highlighting the young professionals in the area. I wasn't even a young professional yet. I was a junior in college, but that was when the seed was planted. Um, fast forward a couple of years, I'm in Chattanooga. I'm working for this insurance company right around the time where I called my boss, where I just mentioned um, my now boss back in February. I had this idea where, again, I found, I was looking online, couldn't find what I was looking for. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even sure what that is, but I'm just going to start interviewing people. And for some reason, this is what I'm, I feel like this, I feel like there's this force telling me to do something and I don't know what it was. I was working ridiculous hours at this insurance company and I still found the time to interview people. And so very first, um, I would say the very first mentor I ever had, um, his name's Sean. He was actually my very first interview on the blog. So you can go back um, into our records and he's there as one of the first ones. He asked me after I interviewed him and just asked him to record him. He was like, sure, why not? Um, he said, what are you going to, what are you going to do with this next? Like, what is, what is the next step? And I said, well, I don't really know. And from there, that's when it all started happening. That was around April of 2018. And I knew that he knew a lot of people. So I asked him to connect me to the next person. And that's when the idea was born for the Yopro No, um, in terms of creating this powerful network. So I'll pause right there and say the Yopro No, um, started off as just a blog. It was me transcribing every interview that I had with people um, and people meaning young professionals across the region. It was really more regional at the time. Um, and in that first year, March 29, yeah, March 2018 through March 2019, before I actually launched the blog, I just interviewed like crazy. I interviewed about a hundred young professionals. I transcribed each and every interview wow. after and just listening. And I mean, it took hours and hours and hours. Um, but in March of 2019, I had had enough content that I was able to launch the blog. Um, and it took another year before I started to add other components like the podcast and video series and the virtual networking happy hours and the career consulting. It took another year, but um, but along that time frame, I added interns. I have had interns from Furman and from Loyola University in Baltimore. I've had tons and tons of mentors and people who have just really poured into me um, at no, no charge, which has been lovely as an entrepreneur. Um, and then I've also been able to really utilize resources, um, again, with those in those early mornings and in late nights and weekends. I've taken advantage of all the opportunities. And um, as far as the LLC goes, I incorporated the GoProno in September of 2019. So it's been a little over a year. Um, and it has really seen the most growth in the last year. Nice. And that's amazing for, for some of the listeners to understand that if I'm kind of following the timeline correctly, this was an idea two years before you really started working on it. And then here we are two years later with it really kind of picking up steam. So I, I always say, you know, the things that last don't come fast and the things that come fast don't last. And like when that. we have something that is, is kind of itching in the back of our heads, that idea 
a lot of times we, we tend to sit on it for a while. And, and I want the listeners to know that's okay. Um, because sometimes when you have an idea right away, um, the main thing we don't know is the amount of work it's going to take to turn it, put it into fruition, right? Um, if you think about it for that long and, and you start really jumping into the process of it, I love that your first interview, uh, your mentor said, you know, what's the next step? Because we look at this big elephant, right? And a lot of people might see the Yopro know where it is now and everything you're doing with the social happy hours and the podcast, the video series. And they're like, I want all of that. Well, it's like, hold on now. You got to take the first steps. Um, I'd like to know some of the challenges that, that you kind of encountered along the way that some of the listeners might be able to get some benefit from if they have an idea of starting a series of their own a website, blog of their own, you know, what were some of the, I guess, blind spots that you had to kind of patch up? Yeah. Um, first thing was just, it, it's like a roller coaster. Um, and I know people hear that all the time, but it really is an emotional roller coaster. There are days, there are months where I'll go, I'll be really discouraged. Um, I was kind of in that time frame after, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, I felt like I was on fire. We we're adding things left and right. I had a lot of time, more time than I ever have because I wasn't, you know, traveling on the weekends and I wasn't going to networking events at night like I used to. So I had all this newfound time. Um, and I think that applies to other people, whether they do it, you know, whether they spend their time networking or doing other things, you know, people had all this time. And so I was kind of on a high. And then around September, between September and October, that time frame, I was really discouraged. Um, and it took other mentors to kind of pull me back up. And I think that's something that people who are interested in starting something like this, a company, a website, a blog, you name it, um, they're going, you're going to get discouraged. Like it's, it's not just always going to be this easy ride. And I'm sure you understand that too, Ted. Um, so I think that's, that's the first step. Um, the second step is it's okay to try and fail. Um, I've also had in the, in the two and a half years that I've really spent, um, you know, working on YoProno since the initial interview in those two and a half years, I've spent a lot of time trying things and failing. And you would never know that by looking at my website. I mean, we, I tried, I was so amped about this ambassador program. So a referral system. So if, if you send one person to the website and they subscribe, then you get a point for, you know, you get an incentive. Um, and I had this great program all lined up um, and I made it. So it was free for me. Um, which in, you know, in hindsight, you need to spend some money to get those referral systems up and running like companies like the morning brew or, you know, the skim. But I thought that was just going to be what was going to take my audience from a hundred to like a hundred thousand. And it failed miserably. Um, I really thought it was going to work and that's not the first time that's happened. It's not the last time that's going to happen. Um, so I would say those two things, you know, you're going to be discouraged. Trial and error is, I think, a must. Um, and then the third thing, and it sounds it sounds silly when I say it out loud, but strategy. I rushed into a lot of things. I get really excited about things, and that's I think it's one thing that's really great about my personality, um, especially as a business owner. Is I love I love executing ideas, and I take I have an idea. I like to get it done immediately. Um, and I'm not a very strategic person. I'm just not. And I am working on that. And so now I have a really great and strong strategy, but it took me a long time before I actually created that. So if you can do that on the front end, which again, sounds so simple, 
but it, it's forgotten sometimes when you have a personality like mine. Yeah. No, I, and I think there's a balance to it. I think there's definitely um, uh, always a, a give and take when it comes to, to executing and strategy. Cause I'm similar to you is in terms of like, um, I'm really like, I like to strategize. I'm so I'm like the opposite Like I strategize, but then I get, I get bored with the mundane. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of leads me to this question, which is interesting as we're coming to the last few minutes here of the podcast. Um, you know, how do you deal with balancing your strengths and weaknesses? Do you, do you lean into your strengths or, and hire your weaknesses? You mentioned a couple interns. I'd be, I'll feel bad if they're the ones that are transcribing <laughs> all your, your interviews now. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, how do you balance that with the strengths and weaknesses as a business owner and, and trying to continue to grow your pronoun? So this is something that, again, it's been a huge learning experience for me since I hired my first interns back in the fall of 2019. So it's been a little over a year. And my interns are wonderful, by the way. They've, they've, they're the reason that I'm able to do the high-level work that I can do now. And so they're, they're just fantastic. Um, but to answer your question, hiring people who have you know, different strengths than me um, is something that I really strive for right now. It's, it's just, I'm not there. Um, interns come to me and of course I'm going to look for if they can do the tasks that are needed. But as far as like somebody who is my a business partner, I haven't found that. I, Cause if I do get, if I do take that route one day, then I'm going to look for somebody who does have, you know, weaknesses where I have strengths and vice versa, because that is, that's going to be where I see the Yoprono really stepping ahead. And so we're not there yet. Um, but I will say I've been very fortunate. Um, a lot of people reach out to me randomly. Sometimes they're people that I know from a past, you know, past job, like actually from my first job, somebody reached out to me, um, earlier this year and he was like, I really love, um, what you're doing and I want to work for you in some way. I'll work for free, you know, kind of do like a, like an internship, but more of an ambassador role. And I have about five people that help me out who are not interns. They're not, it's not the same as an intern because they're not getting class credit. So you have to remember these are volunteers. And so you have to be considerate of their time, but they're people who come to me. I see their skills. I assess it. And I'm like, you know what, Mike, you are really interested in the professional development component. So maybe we get you on virtual happy hours or maybe we get you on a new idea. And, and so it, it's been really wonderful how people have reached out to me. Um, and it's almost like a puzzle trying to fit people into the right pieces. But ultimately, I would love to be able to see this grow and hire people. Um, and, you know, I hope that happens sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's where the, the other challenges come along is when you're, you're building a team and placing pieces in different areas. Um, what are some of the things you're working on building for Yo Pro Know, some of the things you're excited about. I always mention like, you know, what are the rainbows, right? We, we talked a lot about the rain and the challenges, but uh, what are the rainbows that you're working on now for Yo Pro Know that could be rolling out here in the next few weeks, months, maybe even a couple of years? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that. So um, I'm actually working on an ebook right now and it's going to be really highlighting um, some of the biggest problems that young professionals face. Um, one of them, I will give you a, a hint and it's no secret, um, is work stress. We are young professionals, yet we're stressed all the time. I mean, that's, I have done research for the last few months with young professionals, and that is the number one, um, the number one problem that they want to fix. Now, I'm not telling you 
how to fix it because I am not the expert. I am not saying I'm an expert and it will say that at the beginning of the ebook, but after interviewing hundreds of young professionals, I feel like I do have some answers that I can share with you and how to maximize your young professional career. So that's coming out in the new year. Um, and then hopefully towards middle of next year, I'm going to be rolling out some online courses. Um, and that is something that I'm really excited about and, you know, only, only time will tell, but that's again, going back to that strategy piece, that's something I've been working on for a while. And I think I'm, I think I'm in the right place. So I hope that people who are listening and watching today will, uh, will subscribe and, and follow us and see when those updates are. Absolutely. And, and before we, we kind of throw all the links out and everything for everyone, uh, just one last question is what has been your favorite part? of this whole journey, the Yo Pro No journey, the, the journey with the nonprofit from Chattanooga to here, um, to, to where you are now, what has been your favorite part of the whole thing? Mm -hmm. um, the connecting with people. That is over, overlapping in every area of my life, whether it is, I mean, I have, I've kept in touch with senior leaders from the first company that I worked at. I've kept in touch with great friends. Um, I have kept in touch with people that I've interviewed two and a half years ago. That's actually something that I, I have um, quarterly updates for all the people that I've interviewed in the past. And so that's a, that's a network in itself. Um, and then specifically one of the things I always, I'm just very grateful for, and you know, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. So I am really grateful for this is the fact that I've just expanded my network tremendously through this opportunity. Um, not only everything that I do, but Yoperno specifically, I mean, I've been exposed to hundreds of people um, and I feel like I'm really making a difference through that. And at the end of the day, my parents who have been really supportive of me throughout the entire Yoprono process, although at the beginning they were like, oh, what are you doing? Um, which is what a lot of people did ask at the beginning. But they always say, you know, if you don't make a dime off of this, um, which was not my goal when I set out, but if you don't make a dime off of this, your network will like that will, that will be your income. You know what I mean? Is the network that I've grown. Um, and so I really stand by that. And it, that's been the biggest value to me. Absolutely. And I, I think a lot of folks uh, would, would agree that, you know, um, a lot of us have heard the saying, you know, your network is your, your net worth. And, and I don't mean that in dollars, but I do. I mean that in kind of just like the value of life, even having the ability to call someone that gives you the flexibility of them hiring at the time to help you out. Sometimes it doesn't have to be monetary. Sometimes it's just that, that right phone call, that right text message at the right time to help you get through whatever you're going through. Yeah. Um, Camber, how can folks connect with you, follow all the work that you're doing with YoProNo, maybe kind of get some of the benefits that YoProNo provides, listen to some of the interviews. And I know you have a lot of different sections and you even break it down into different categories and industries for people. So if they have an idea of what they're interested in, they can kind of hear firsthand some of those experiences. How can they get that? Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, you want to subscribe to our newsletter. So you can do that by going on to any page on our website, yoprono.com. So that's Y-O-P-R-O-K-N-O-W.com. Um, and check it out. There's a subscribe button all over each page. So you can't miss it. Um, and that'll get you our weekly newsletter, which releases all of the stories that have come out from the week before. So we send it every Friday morning. Um, you get a video and podcast interview and you get a blog post, which usually is featuring somebody talking about their young professional experience in a certain industry. And so like Ted mentioned, you can check it out by selecting the industry that you're interested in. So whether it's marketing, law, medical, engineering, you name it, we have a lot of different industries for you to look at. 
You can also follow us on all of our social platforms. So it's just the YoProno handle on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn is definitely one of our most popular just because it is a career platform. So um, definitely take a look and see who some of our members are if you can. Um, and then I'm always willing to chat with you. So if you're interested in connecting with me, it's Camber Parker, K-A-M-B-E-R-P-A-R-K-E-R. And I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Just send a message and we'll, we'll chat. Awesome. And I'll be sure to have all those links in the show notes for folks that are, that are watching and maybe even listening. They can open it up in their iTunes app right now, hit the link and, and get to those resources. Camber, I think our listeners got a lot of value from this. Some of them might even be thinking of making that career switch and hopefully we'll be heading over to YoProno to get some of those uh, ideas and feedback. Uh, I appreciate you spending the time today. Thank you so much, Ted. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. And just recapping some of the things Camber said for our listeners, because uh, there was a lot of value, but the false expectations, a lot of times we fall into a job expecting something and it's not quite what we wanted. Again, we don't always know what we want until we get it and we find out we didn't want what we got, but it's okay. Camber says, give yourself a year, maybe find out if it really resonates with what you're doing or maybe see what other opportunities are out there. And the fact that when Camber went looking, she couldn't find it understand the misconceptions that we might get from social media, from school, the things that are put in front of us might not always serve us best. So it's always good to do your research, find what's out there, see the opportunities, and then give yourself an opportunity to try it and take that leap. Have faith. And of course, rely on some of your resources. Rely on your connections. Get involved in your community. Camber mentioned when she was in Greenville, she was able to pour into the young professional community and that helped her with her connections and even further. Of course, What's the next step? Any project that you're working on, it's easy to see the big picture get overwhelmed, but take it one step at a time and understand it's not going to happen overnight. Yo Pro No was an idea for two years before it started. She spent a year gathering the content before launching the blog, and here we are in 2020 recording this with so much more coming for Yo Pro No. I'm excited for the bright future. I'm excited for the rainbows. Canberra, one last time, thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Thanks, Ted. And of course, to the listeners, we always say at the end of the episode that you don't want to forget to hit that subscribe button if you are watching on YouTube. And of course, if you're listening on the iTunes app, Spotify, or one of the many platforms that we're on, go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed the episode. Share it with a friend. We'd appreciate that word of mouth marketing. If you enjoyed it, leave us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. And don't forget, you could also support the podcast for as little as $1 a month on our Patreon page. We really appreciate it. And as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow. The No Rain, No Rainbows podcast is recorded at Camaraderie, a collective workspace in Greenville, South Carolina, right off the Swamp Rabbit Trail. If you're looking for a place to grow your business, network with other professionals, and establish your own workspace, Camaraderie is the place to do so. Get access to high-speed internet, private showers and towel service, free methodical coffee, and free beer on tap. For more details, be sure to head over to camaraderiecowork.com or hit the link in the show notes and find out how you can lock in your space with rates starting at just $99 a month. Be sure to tell them that Ted sent you and try it out for free. You never know, you just might find a new home at Camaraderie. Let's grow.